Welcome to the Define Your Wealth podcast, where we believe that wealth is about more than the money in your bank account. It's about living a meaningful and fulfilling life, one that allows you to focus on the things that matter most to you, whether that's building a business that impacts millions or having time to just exist. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. I'm a financial coach and accredited financial counselor candidate. And before we jump into today's episode, I have a free gift for you. It's just for podcast listeners. So it's a a small thank you for being here and for spending some of your time with me today. It's called the Define Your Wealth Workbook. This is an exercise that's meant to help you get to the root of what you really care about and define your values and not just some like vague list of values that don't mean anything, but actually define what your values mean to you, what they look like in your life, and how to set goals based on those values. I love this exercise so much. I do it one to two times a year myself. I, yeah, I just, I love goal setting and I love this type of exercise. So I hope you enjoy it. To grab the workbook, you can go to goodbyetobroke.com. That's two as in T-O, goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift to get a free copy of the Define Your Wealth workbook. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to talk about five reasons that your budget might not be working and how to fix it. So let's jump right in. Reason number one why your budget might not be working is because your beliefs are holding you back. Now, these can be beliefs about yourself and what you're capable of, or they can be beliefs about budgeting itself. Our beliefs have a huge impact on our behaviors and our actions, and if you don't believe that budgeting will be helpful for you or if you believe that budgeting is restrictive or takes too much time or whatever it is, whatever these thoughts and beliefs are that are living in your head, they're going to affect your relationship to budgeting and whether or not you decide to take action in creating and sticking to a budget. So if you believe that it takes too much time or if it's miserable to live on a budget and you can't buy or do anything fun or if you think budgets work for other people but for some reason it just won't work for you or you don't need a budget because you want to or need to focus on other things like paying off debt saving for emergencies or investing for retirement or whatever it is if you believe any of these things or just have limiting beliefs in general about budgeting or about your ability to successfully make and stick to a budget and reach your financial goals, then that could be holding you back in your finances and it could be impacting your budget. So the solution to this is to start taking action now while addressing your limiting beliefs. So a lot of the time people talk about overcoming your limiting beliefs or uh, getting your money mindset right before taking action and mindset money psychology it is incredibly important but it's also important to start taking action now and a lot of the time taking action will help improve your mindset 
And it's a process to recognize and overcome the beliefs that are holding you back when it comes to budgeting and managing your money. So the solution here is to start paying attention to the things that you say about money and about budgeting. When you notice yourself resisting, also pay attention to your thoughts in those moments, right? And once you once you and once you recognize these moments and you're able to uh, identify your limiting beliefs, you can start to question them. So you can start to ask, is this belief true? And if it is true sometimes, is it always true? And then from there, you can start to break down your beliefs, why they're serving you, because our beliefs are always serving us in some way, right? So even if it's keeping you from taking action, which feels safer and more comfortable, that is a way that your limiting beliefs could be serving you. And then start coming up with new beliefs and looking for ways to confirm that these new beliefs are true, right? So that there's a crash course in identifying and overcoming your limiting beliefs. So an example limiting belief, we talked about a few, but an example would be living on a budget is miserable, it's restrictive, you can't buy anything, you can't do anything fun, and I don't want to do it. And you could look at this and say, okay, is this belief true? Well, sure, it could be true for some people. Some people that I know and have met, some financial experts or financial coaches, I think the way that they budget is miserable. So yeah, it can be that way. Certain budgeting styles and methods probably aren't for you. And some people are really, really restrictive with their budget. But is that always true? Well, I know it's not true for me, I do lots of fun things. I save for fun things. I go on trips while I'm investing and while I'm paying off debt. I get coffee like five days a week at my cat, my like favorite local cafe, right? So um, this isn't always true, but it serves us because it keeps us from taking action and making making a budget, which might feel stressful or be uncomfortable because we're not exactly sure how to do it and it's something new, right? And our brains don't like to do new things. And an example of a new belief might be something like, I get to decide what living on a budget looks like for me and living on a budget can be fun and it can be easy. And then you look for ways that that's true, right? So it's true that budgeting can be fun and easy because I've allocated $200 of miscellaneous random fun money per month that I get to spend on whatever I want, right? So it is looking at your limiting beliefs about budgeting or managing your money, being able to identify those, break them down, find out how they're not true, and then start implementing new beliefs and looking for ways that they are true. So that's reason number one why your budget might not be working. Reason number two is you're getting ahead of yourself, right? So you want to focus on paying off debt or trying to improve your credit score, but you haven't mastered the basics of budgeting. And let's face it, budgeting isn't sexy, right? It's it's not the fun thing to talk about. Investing and passive income and even credit scores often are more exciting, sexier topics to talk about. But 
budgeting is the foundation of your finances. Budgeting is essential to all of those things, investing, growing your uh, income, paying off your debt faster, improving your credit score, and budgeting can help you reach all of those goals faster. When it comes to increasing your income, having more money can solve some of your money problems, but if you're not being intentional with the money that you have now, then chances are when you get more money, you're not going to be intentional with that money either. So a lot of the issues that you might be dealing with now will just follow you to the next level. So even though it is important to focus on increasing your income, it's also important to make sure that you learn how to manage your finances intentionally with the money that you have now and develop healthy habits in a good relationship with your money. And then as you get more money, it'll just go into your already established system and you will be able to see financial progress so much faster because you'll have the basics down. You'll have a system in place. You'll have a good relationship with your finances and you'll expedite your financial progress. For investing and paying off debt, you can reach both of these goals so much faster if you are budgeting because you'll know exactly how much money you have to put to your different financial goals, right? So if you're paying attention to your spending, then you'll know at the end of the month, oh, I have this much left over. Um, I can put this much extra towards my number one financial goal, whether that's maxing out your IRA or paying down your credit card debt or something different. And then when it comes to increasing your credit score, 35% of your credit score is based on your payment history. So making sure that your bills and your loan payments are all paid on time, right? And if you're budgeting consistently, then you can make sure that that happens every single month that you are paying at least the minimum payment to all of your loans and your credit accounts. And then 30% of your credit score is based on your credit utilization ratio. So that is how much credit you have versus how much of that you're actually using. And if you're budgeting every single month and you're working on paying down your loans or your credit cards, then you can improve your credit utilization ratio even faster by budgeting because again you'll know exactly how much money you have left over at the end of the month and you can put even more money than you planned for towards your goals when you have extra. So the solution to getting ahead of yourself even though I know it sounds sexier and more exciting to pay off debt to work on your credit score The solution is to slow down here, right? Focus on mastering your budget first, and you'll inevitably start moving closer to some of these other financial goals in the process. Reason number three that your budget might not be working is because you're trying to make your life fit into your budget. But the numbers on the spreadsheet don't reflect your current reality. I see a lot of people do this where they'll be spending $300 a month eating out at restaurants, but when they make a budget, they're like, oh, I'm going to put $100 a month for eating out. And that is the quickest way to be disappointed and to give up on budgeting because your budget has to reflect your current situation. 
If you're spending $300 a month dining out right now, then put $300 a month in your budget. And if you want to spend less, then you can work on lowering that a little bit each month until you get to where you want to be. A budget isn't a spending cure-all. It takes time to change behavior and to develop new habits if that's what you decide you want or need to do. But there's also nothing wrong with spending extravagantly on things that you care about if it's part of your wealthy life and if it's in your budget, right? So instead of trying to make your life fit into a budget, the solution here is to make a budget that fits your life. Make a budget that reflects your current reality. And then once you know what that reality is, once you are dialed in with your spending, then you can decide if there are things that you want to tweak and change over time. Reason number four that your budget might not be working is you don't have systems in place that support your budget. A budget is just a plan, right? It's how much money comes in and where does it go. You can make a budget on the back of a napkin, really. You can make it on anything. And what I see a lot is that someone will make a budget on paper or in a spreadsheet and then they'll walk away and never look at it again. But in order to actually stick to your plan, your budget, you need systems on the back end. You need to be organized and you need to have systems set up to support success and facilitating the plan that you created, right? And this doesn't have to be complicated, but it usually looks something like reorganizing and restructuring your bank accounts, setting up auto pay, and automated transfers for your savings, and or having a process for checking in with your budget regularly. Without these things, you have a plan for your money, but you don't have a way to make sure that it gets done and that you actually see it through. So the solution is to set up your systems, set up automatic transfers for your savings, set up auto pay for your bills, and make automated contributions to your investment accounts or whatever whatever your current goals are. Start implementing some of those automatic transfers and automatic payments. I would start with bills, making sure that your necessary bills are getting paid on time. And then you can move to savings, even if it's just an automated transfer of $5 a week or $5 a month, making sure that you have that transfer going and then you can always increase that over time. And then also schedule a time to check in with your budget and review your financial accounts once a week or so to make sure that you're staying on target and to make sure that all of those transfers are going through to check in with what you planned to happen, right, in your budget is actually happening on the back end. Reason number five that your budget might not be working is because you're not using sinking funds. Sinking funds are savings that you set aside every month for irregular expenses that don't happen monthly, like your holiday gifts or car insurance or your car registration, anything that doesn't happen every month, but it happens a few times a year. I also have a sinking fund for clothes. And when I used to have more expensive hair appointments, I had a sinking fund for my hair appointments too. 
So just anything that you don't spend money on regularly that you don't want to have to rearrange your budget for whenever it does come around. Because that way, having these sinking funds makes it so that when these expenses do come around, you can just pay for them with the money that you've saved and you don't have to change your normal monthly budget to fit them in. So I have a separate section in my budget just for sinking funds so that I can see exactly how much money I'm saving for sinking funds every month. And I keep all of my sinking funds in one savings account. And I track how much I'm spending or how much I'm saving for each sinking fund category in a spreadsheet. And then anytime I need funds for one of these sinking fund expenses, I just transfer it back from my savings to my checking to pay for it. So twice a year, I'll transfer like $400 out of my sinking fund account to my checking account so that I can pay for my car insurance. So the solution here is to open a sinking fund account. You can also do multiple accounts. I just think it gets really messy having multiple savings accounts for small savings goals like $400 every six months for car insurance. I just prefer not to do that. I think it's much cleaner and much easier to have one sinking fund account and then just track how much I'm saving for each one of those sinking fund categories in a spreadsheet. But you can do one account or you can do multiple sinking fund accounts. I I do like to open separate savings accounts for bigger goals. So if I'm saving for a car or I have a I have a separate sinking fund or I have a separate savings account for my dog Benny's emergency fund for vet visits and things and then I have a separate savings account for it's kind of like a car emergency fund cuz I find that I am spending a lot of money these days on repairing my poor car. <laughs> So the solution is to open sinking fund accounts and savings accounts for your bigger goals and then plan for those in your monthly budget. And then number six, this is a bonus. I didn't mention this in the title for this episode, but the sixth reason that your budget might not be working is you're approaching it with an all or nothing mindset. So your definition of working might be that your budget has to be perfect, but that's not how budgeting usually works. Not in my experience, not in experience working with clients and helping friends and family. I have read categories in my budget personally every single month, and sometimes I'll just move money from another category to accommodate for that so that I don't overspend. But usually I end up with a few red categories every month and it just evens out in the end and I'm still in the black. I still don't, overall, I don't spend more money than what's coming in. So I'm still in the black. I still have money left over. But my categories, I don't usually get it perfectly right with all of my spending categories. And I'm okay with that, right? Your budget is a tool to help you build wealth and to live your wealthy life. It doesn't have to be perfect. As long as it accomplishes those two things, it's doing its job. So 
the solution, what I think is the solution here is to be a little easier on yourself. And I know that's easier said than done, but try to look at the small wins and the successes that come from your budget and not focus or stress about getting it right or not being over budget in individual categories. As long as it all comes out in the end to where you're not overall in the red and you're comfortable with your spending and you're building wealth every month and you're able to spend freely, which is what a budget should do for you, then you're doing great. You really are. And I'm proud of you for having a budget. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to the podcast, for inviting me into your life, and for spending some of your time with me today. If you didn't grab the Define Your Wealth workbook at the top of the show, then be sure to grab that at goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. Five stars really helps. It really helps the podcast grow, helps us get seen and get in front of more people. And also share it with a friend or a family member or someone that you think could benefit from it. Thanks again so much for being here. I will see you next week.